play. You have to do it like our old neighbor. Oh my gosh. Hi, it's Clay. Hey, I run Capstone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome to Beyond the Table, a podcast about a team of folks who love publishing and playing board games with topics ranging from Capstone Games news and industry insights to games we're playing and fun we're having. This is episode one, recorded on March 15th, and we're going live with this thing. Hey folks, Tim here. Hey everybody, I'm Jillian and I'm one of the hosts for Beyond the Table. I'm Josh, demos galore. Hey, it's Clay. I run Capstone. And in today's episode, we're doing a quick who's who intro. Then we'll slide into a capstone corner for some company news of the day with capstone president Clay Ross. We're going to follow that up with a regular friend fest roundtable where we all talk about a friend we have today that we met through the board gaming hobby. Then we'll close this puppy out by fielding a few of your questions from our capstone discord and the Twitter sphere. So now join me, Tim Coles from the capstone game development and my wonderful superheroine of marketing co-host, Jillian Ross, as we kick off our discussion that goes beyond the table. Clay, can you start us off with a quick intro? Hey, Tim. Yeah, so happy to have you and excited that we're doing this episode one. This is going to be fun. So I'm Clay Ross. I started Capstone Games in 2015. We put out a little game called Arkwright and slowly grew our catalog since then and just been enjoying it ever since. I'm Josh again, and I've been uh, running demos since PAX Unplugged 2018, so it's been a while now. It was just a really awesome experience, and I have been back every time that I've been able to. The last place you may have seen me was uh, helping to run the demo team for Camp Capstone. Tim here again. I've been around since about Origins 2017, activities varying, but mostly in the game development and convention management functions uh, since then. Work closely with Clay on the Iron Rail series and on organizing our U.S.-based conventions. That is when we have them. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Jillian. I officially joined Capstone back in August, first as a part-time, like, sort of graphic designer for some advertisements, but then was hired full-time, probably like a week later, I would say, (laughs) as the sales and marketing manager. I kind of do a little bit of everything, so... I don't know if I have like an official title. We kind of joke about that sometimes. She's the doer of everything, basically. <laughs> so I can now sleep and Jill just does everything. I'm just no. <laughs> yeah. Capable hands is a great title. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, let's go into the hobby. So what are you guys excited about in the hobby right now? What games are you playing? Just... Tell us a little about about what's going on in your life. Yeah, I'll go first. So it's been a little busy in our life. I've got two kids and I mean, they're they're six, seven years old now. So it's it's crazy at nights on the weekends or the weekdays and weekends as well. I've been playing with my wife. We like to play this game, Reign of Witches. It was a free game from Hollenspiel and their latest sale that they do every year. And this is my first time ever participating in a Holland Spiel yearly sale, whatever they have it. 
and you get this free game and you're like, okay, this, you know, your expectations are, at least mine were incredibly low. Like it's a free game, but holy cow, it's literally 23 cards. You read the rules, which are on two of the cards and it just grabs you like, okay, this is a PAX game. If you're familiar with like PAX Porphyriana or PAX Pamir, there's a couple other ones out there. This is a PAX game from Tom Russell, who's one of the designers at Hollenspiel. It's run by her and her wife, Mary. So Tom put out a, a small card game, Reign of Witches. Have you guys, just real quick, just want to know, have, has anybody played this one yet? Tim, have yeah. you played it? Yep, I've uh, had the chance to play it a couple times. Okay. It's a good one, especially exactly like what you were just talking about. I mean, uh, expectations are pretty low when you get, you know, a handful of uh, what, 25 cards. Yeah. Two with the rules. You wouldn't figure there's much there, but uh, it's a cool little puzzle. Yeah. So we've played it now. Ashley and I have played it. I want to say eight or nine times and it's really good. It is opening up. I'm seeing depth in the strategy now where at first, I was all surface level. You play either John Adams or Alexander Hamilton, and you're trying to essentially usurp Thomas Jefferson and the election that's coming up. Oh, it's so good. And it's so fast. It's over before you realize it starts. I don't even know how to explain like why it's so good. Just the depth is there and the, the cards interact really well. It's such a wonderful design for just 23 cards. It's the most complex 23 card game I own and just been falling in love with that system. I really hope if Tom... If you're listening to this, please do a, a full release of this because I, I feel like Tom's got a, a few more tricks up her sleeves for putting out like a like I, I guess just like implementing a little bit more into this game. I could see it being a huge big box style game and I would be all over that. So just been really enjoying that. I'm totally fine with that as long as we can all agree that Jefferson's the devil in that game. Do you guys <laughs> run into that where uh, it's it's we real don't hard? actually. Oh, OK, OK, no. We figured out how to essentially your, there's four suits, your regular uh, card suits, club spades, everything, but only three of them are scored because clubs and spades, the black suits are combined. They're doubled for whichever side you're playing. And then you score against diamonds and hearts. And if you have two of the three, you're going to add up your total score and compare it to Jefferson's total score. And so Ashley played this card where when she activated it in her tableau, it allowed her to swap the entire card market essentially just swapping everything in its position. So it was her turn when all four game end tricolor cards were out in the market and she, she activated one of her cards and she put the game end card at the front and just killed the game right there. So Jefferson only had the six points or whatever it was on that one card. And it's the stuff like that that's starting to open up where how you can really kind of mold the game to your liking and, and to your strategy and, yeah, oh, it's getting so good when we play it. That's cool. That's cool. Now, the, the couple of times that I have been able to play, it has tended to go the full length with Jefferson having basically max points. And we're uh, it's like 18 or something. Yeah, crazy. I think it's 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've uh, we've struggled to really beat him, either of the players. So, yeah, that's cool. That you've uh, played it enough to start seeing some of the chinks in the armor. It's amazing. So I, I've loved it. But yeah, that's that's what we've been playing. And I'll continue to play it. And you're making me want to buy all the Hollenspiel games. You've been talking about this game for a while, but like The Vote, Reign of Witches, Stilico, is that that's a Hollenspiel game, right? Yes, that yeah. is. Yeah. So Stilico all of those, I'm just like, all right, <laughs> next time they're available, gonna buy them. <laughs> yeah. 
They are really good. I got Escape from Hades. That's the next game I'm I'm working on to get to the table. Uh, yeah, I just I really wanted to highlight Reign of Witches because it's such a beautiful design. It's really an achievement. Tim, the next time we get together, you need to bring that because I haven't gotten to experience it, and apparently I need to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll, I'll do that. If you like PAX games, it's for you. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up now about it, so <laughs> so you guys can share some of your adventures out there. I will say, a couple of weeks ago, I begged and pleaded Tim to get Petricor to the table, and I will say, the first time Tim sold this game to me, he was like, "It's a game about rain," and I was just like. The only game with a more boring theme I've ever heard of was Patchwork. That, tur- that then turned out to be an amazing game. We got it to the table again a few weeks ago, and I was just like, this game is so good. How have I not heard about it anywhere else other than Tim telling me about it and making me play it, and now I can't stop. <laughs> so if we weren't in the middle of our 10 by 5 I would be uh, getting that to the table as often as possible. So what, what is that game? Yeah, I want to hear about it. So essentially, you have your own color of raindrops, and you're either generating clouds where you're putting these raindrops in and then raining them onto the ground to grow plants in an area control. So you're trying to have the most rain or possibly the second most, depending on what you're growing, and you're moving clouds around and moving other people's raindrops so that you can put them where you want them. And there's a voting mechanism every turn when you play, like you're voting on what season is going to happen because the two seasons with the most votes have like end of round triggers that can completely change the game state. Like the amount of opacity in there just makes my head hurt in a good way. (laughs) That sounds really cool. Name of the game is Petrichor, but the, the tagline below it is the pleasant earthy smell after rain. Oh, I was wondering where that word sounded familiar, but I forgot that there's an actual word for that smell after it rains. And I, I, I just wasn't putting two and two together. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Came out, uh, I, I think, most readily available was a couple of years ago at Gen Con where uh, Justin and I actually picked it up. It's one of those games that's uh, it's a little bit of um, oh area control on top of area control where you got multiple, basically multiple boards where you're trying to get majorities. <laughs> but the other thing that this one tends to have in, in clay and well, actually all four of us here that I think we enjoy is there's a lot of player interaction in that you are affecting others, potentially even moving raindrops of the other players. So it's definitely not one of those where uh, you have your own player board and your head down trying to do an efficiency puzzle on your own player board. This is definitely one where you've got a couple boards out there. You got the main board where the raindrops and the clouds are, and then you have the voting system that Josh was talking about. And between those two, yeah, it's, it's really uh, basically fist fights on those two boards. It, it actually is a, a pretty good time. Yeah. Fist fight is the right word, especially <laughs> when Tim plays dirty. <laughs> oh, so every time. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what he's okay. talking about. I really don't. <laughs> you walk away bloody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is good sign me up <laughs> he always speaks the, the the sweet silky words as he's plunging the blade in oh yep. my gosh classic yep. tim yep <laughs> <laughs> does tim always win in petrichor uh so far oh man i don't know what he's talking about 
Tim, we got to play Reign of Witches together. Yeah. I'll let you pick your side. You can have you can have Hamilton where you get free diamonds. You don't have to discard cards. I don't think this is going to end well, Josh. It's it's not. It's <laughs> I'm not hoping feeling it good. doesn't. <laughs> I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm feeling set up just a little bit. <laughs> I'm just doing what you do to us all the time, Tim. Yep. Taste of your own medicine. It's the side you want to be. It's really the greatest decision ever. Hey Clay, <laughs> want, want to play a good game of Go? That'd be another one we can uh, we can yes, get out there. I would play some Go. <laughs> I need to learn this one. It's a classic. It's the Absolutely. oldest game ever. Two months ago, it was like ten o'clock, and Tim, well, all our other gaming buddies had left, and Tim was here, and I think we were up until like one thirty. It was one thirty, yeah. Talking and playing one game of Go. It was awesome because we played on the this, big board. Do this last a while? They can. We were talking the whole time. So okay. that was, but it was just a great game to like think and talk. And it was very chill. Those are the best moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll remember that forever. That's, oh, that's yeah. the best. Yeah. Is 1.30 late for you guys? Because <laughs> I feel like I say. Not really. <laughs> oh, it's Not really. so late for me, man. I'm like, <laughs> if it's about 11.10, 11.30, I'm like, I can feel it in my body. I'm like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I I have a feeling those are going to be my normal nights here in a couple of months. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on the newborn. Soon, <laughs> soon to two. be two. two. Oh twins. yeah, the, the twins. Oh yeah. no! I mean, yeah. oh yeah! Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I meant oh yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Super excited in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I we're thrilled. It's just we know it's going to be a lot. So. Yeah. yeah, we're excited. It'll bring the family together even closer. So, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Oh, yeah. Speaking of staying up late, Eric and I stayed up a little bit late last night playing Curious Cargo again. We just wanted to start it like really late. We were just like, I'm not tired. It's like 10. So why not? I am horrible at this game, but I absolutely love it. And Eric always beats me at this. Well, actually, the first time we played, I beat Eric, but only by like two points. But last night, he got like 49 and I got like 29 or something. But he's just really, really good at that game and has really awesome strategies. And this past week, we also got to play Dungeons and Dragons for the first time in like a month because one of our friends has been um, helping his brother move in Colorado. So we finally got to use our level four characters, which doesn't really matter for me, but it matters for other people. And I was so excited and we had a really good round that night. And yeah, so it was a pretty good uh, week last week, gaming wise. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. I caught myself Curious Cargo recently. That's good. It's a really good one. And with Curious Cargo, I mean, what, how many times have you guys played that? Is that something that's been hitting your table quite a bit? I think that was our third time playing it. So it's not very often, but we do like playing it a lot. Eric was just playing it on Tabletop Simulator with our friend who we've been kind of introducing in, like him into the hobby. Like We introduced him through Irish Gage, actually. And then he wow. really liked that. And now he's playing like Ride the Rails and he wants to learn how to solo Maracaibo. And... Oh, we wow. actually, okay. yeah, he's really, really been into it recently. And we actually have an inside joke where 
he watches Rodney Smith's Watch It Played videos. And he thinks that I know Rodney because I'm in the same like industry as him. <laughs> and he's well, like, you can must you be get- buddies. <laughs> yeah, he's like, can you get an autograph from Rodney for me? Because he's the only guy that I watch for these videos. And I was like, no, I can't. Like, I can't do that for you. <laughs> I could, but it would be weird. <laughs> I'm going to text Rodney real quick. Just like, hey, I need a favor. <laughs> and, and so so now how did your Dungeons & Dragons adventure go? So this was kind of a, an introduction to the next dungeon kind of so we just finished Cragmall castle which is in the lost mines of Fandelver whole campaign so we went back to Fandolin and kind of just hung out for a second got more weapons got like talked just role played you know dungeons and dragons and okay <laughs> headed back to a cave and i don't want to spoil anything for anyone that is ever interested in playing this campaign because it's a pretty good introductory campaign and just fun in general but we're going to a cave which is the last dungeon for this campaign so we're gearing up for some good stuff some good loot yeah cool i miss role playing (laughs) so much i love role playing games i love co-op games i just love interacting with my friends that way that's good stuff i mean we had some role playing campaigns probably 10 years ago where we went four or five sessions without a single combat. We were just off goofing off and (laughs) breaking into places and convincing Dukes to give us money. And it was just awesome. Those are the funniest and like best times. The good stories come from those. I mean, like the battle scenes and like fighting people is always fun just because you get to be creative in that way. But I don't know, just goofing off with your friends doing random stuff is always the best <laughs> either that or when your party kills you <laughs> i've never had that happen <laughs> well <laughs> luckily i had an archer character and a dire bear ended up grappling me and the mage thought let me throw a fireball at the <laughs> dire bear guess who saved the bear and guess who didn't me so i had <laughs> one hit point left and the dire bear crit and did 109 points of damage Oh my goodness. Oh my Beyond God. dead. <laughs> so you were Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, but <laughs> the bad part happened where you actually died. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> like, did you retire your character and everything? Like, you like, yeah, the, lost the, it? The DM told me, he's like, there's nothing left. They can't <laughs> resurrect you. You're dead. <laughs> oh my goodness. <gasps> yeah. That I would die because I get attached to my character like quick. So I can't imagine that at all. <laughs> yeah, that one hurt. That yeah. one hurt. <laughs> I want to try it. I've never done an RPG, and that's one I would love to do. Because I like playing the, the Witcher. I played that game for like two years on PlayStation, and I like the, the RPG style. I just haven't done it in tabletop form. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. Jill, yeah. help me out. Please. (laughs) It's really funny because you're like looking at me on the camera on my screen when you did that. (laughs) So, Tim, what do you have going on? What have you been playing? 
Oh, I've got one. I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I uh, wanted to bring it back up because we actually got another play in just a couple days ago. It's Court of the yeah, Dead, did. Mourner's Call. This is one that uh, Clay's really looking forward to because it is like an ultra Euro. No, it's not. It's not at all. No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no. no. So this is Arkham Horror. <laughs> no, not even. No, not quite, I should say. So this is a Project Ray Gun title from a couple years ago, 2019. And the, uh, the players are mourners or allies of death in the underworld. And what death is trying to do is end the conflict between heaven and hell. And the players are kind of just like helpers along that path. And what they're doing is they're gaining influence in three different factions. The factions are bone, which is like a, a shockingly a bone color flesh, which is red and spirit, which is blue. Not shockingly, these almost instantly became instead of bone, flesh and spirit, they turned into bone thugs and harmony. So that's, <laughs> Obviously, that's what we called them for yeah. the, you know, the, the, yeah. the two plays. <laughs> that happened. That happened. Throwing it in the way back. <laughs> <laughs> and each of the factions, so you're you're trying to align with them, and there's all kinds of ways you can do that. But uh, each of the factions, there's two guilds, and they got super fancy names. Like for the Bone, they were the Mortis Knighthood, which is just like Dead Knights, and then the Council of Ostomancy, which is like some basically some skeletons that are holding some scrolls so uh very similar to our, our renaming we uh we took a little bit of a um, a cue from a tv show we've been watching on hulu called leonard kenny which is pretty big on uh there's a couple hockey players on there riley and oh my goodness what's the other name josh jonesy 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 <laughs> so everyone ends with a e or a c so we ended up uh renaming all the all the uh, little guild guys, and we, we had Swordsy and Scrolly, which were the two guys for the bone, Slouchy and Stabby, which were the flesh guilds, and then Shiny and Shorzy, because the uh, one of them had a, a lantern, and the other one was kind of riding a little, what appeared to be like a little bit of a, a wave. So, so yeah, we ended up going, uh, you know, making fun nicknames throughout the game that none of us could remember. Oh, we, <laughs> Josh, were you the only one that didn't remember them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The only one I struggled with was that Shorzy. I think the first play we had made up several of the other ones. Yeah, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. Now again, this is the one that's uh it's kind of a mix of inish in some of the drafting that you do for some of the action cards, which again, uh the actions you take are going to be on those cards. And there's multiple choices you have on each of the cards. I think all of them can have two choices. And then uh, the other things you can do is recruit some of the folks from these basically guild figures from these factions. So those are the actions you get to take. And uh, then it's it's another game that's got a little bit of area control on a board and area control on a track. And uh, one of those where it's a little bit of a uh, semi co-op where you're working together with the other players to try to keep two tracks. One is uh, for Celestial. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, spirit. Tithing. Yeah, it's for tithing. Yeah, basically to keep heaven in check so they don't come in and bug you from what you're trying to do. And then the other side is basically a quantification of the dread and every action you take, specifically bringing more guild figures into the game, increases this dread. So, so yeah, kind of a uh, neat thing where you're playing a little bit of a semi-co-op, but uh, also at the end, you're trying to rack up as many points. So you, you end up only having that one winner. It's a good time. I came in a solid top five. Solid top, top five, five out of five. Yep. <laughs> yep. Man. That was all that mattered. 
I wish Eric was here because he would be going in on this letter Kenny reference because he loves that show so much. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a big hockey fan in general. So letter Kenny is just like hilarious to him. And I, I don't even know anything about it. So I can't like say anything, but he would have all the sayings that they say during it. Like he would be going off right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be per- Yeah, perfect. No, that's one of the shows that our group got into. Ted Lasso is the other one. That, I was going to say that and Ted Lasso have been kind of the, the two yep. shows we have been our go-tos for a little bit here. Yeah. Oh, Ted Lasso. Which is a similar, <laughs> it, it's a, a similar humor, but the theme is all around, or the setting's all around. Oh, what is it? I mean, it's soccer, soccer. but what is it? It's Premier League, isn't it? The Josh? Premier League in England, yeah. Mm. English awesome. top-tier soccer, where my <laughs> beloved Liverpool play. yeah i want to try this court of the dead you talked about it last time and it sounds interesting i like the semi-co-op part of it that sounds interesting it's fun it's a good time i spent a little bit of time this weekend putting some some paint and some washes on the minis i mean this is a game that just comes with a ton of minis so i'll I'll have to send you some pictures of that they actually came out pretty pretty decent i mean it's kind of like a homemade a version of the uh, Awaken Realm Sundrop. They basically just just put different color washes on some of their some of their minis just to highlight, you know, the the, the low levels and the and the creases and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's uh it again made the minis pop. They were beautiful. They were beautiful. So, speaking of exciting things in the hobby, let's head over to Capstone Corner for some highlights from the president's desk. Oh, yeah. So, Jill, you want to tell them what's on the boat, what's coming in? Yeah. So, Watergate hit Seattle like a week ago, two weeks ago. Time doesn't exist in quarantine and coronavirus. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, like around that time, I guess. And I think it should be on a train soon. If not Actually, already, like literally like 10 minutes before this podcast started, I got an email from Paul, our freight forwarder, and he's like, it's on the rail. Yay. It's going to be moving. So in, in Seattle, the train to Chicago leaves two times per week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it's going to be heading out probably this early, early morning in a couple hours. So thank God, because <laughs> we need it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that to get here because I know people have been like anticipating for a restock and to get more Watergate out there. So, yeah. yeah. And we also have New York Zoo. That is on the water as well, but it should be hitting the ports today. I think today was the day it was supposed to hit LA, but yeah. I'm sure everyone's been hearing this, but the ports have been backed up for a little bit so who knows when that will be on the rails but hopefully soon fingers crossed because new york zoo is such a great game and i am excited to get that back out there again so we've been experiencing along with everybody else in the entire world delays in shipping the ports in the united states for ocean freight have just been lambasted with just delays massive quantities of of containers coming in it was so bad back in december and january that container ships were just 
there was no place for them to dock in the ports. And so they were just kind of floating out in the ocean for a couple of days till a new spot opened up. And then our uh, container of Renature had to sit. Uh, so once they take the container off the boat, it goes to uh, a yard, essentially a big giant parking lot for containers. And it was there for like a month. And that's just how backlogged they are. So, yeah, we're hoping New York Zoo is is going to move along pretty quickly. Watergate, it took about a week from the container getting off the boat to getting on the rail. So we're hoping the same thing for the port in L.A. Yeah, so Watergate will be here in 14 days or less. And then New York Zoo, 21 days is kind of where we're pinpointing it on the calendar. Mm -hmm. After those come in, we've got Coffee Traders is finishing up at the factory right now. And we're actually coordinating with the factory on where to disperse all the games to because we got to ship it to Asia. Basically, every single continent except Antarctica, we have to send copies to. So it's exciting. Very, very exciting. But it's a lot of logistical leg legwork to get done and organize containers and vessels and getting shipping timelines down. It's a lot of work right now. So we're doing that with Coffee Traders and Curious Cargo at the same time. I'm glad to get Curious Cargo back out on the market Really excited for Coffee Traders as well. That's going to have a beautiful table presence. And I think a lot of people are going to be able to jump into this game pretty quickly. And the rules are really straightforward in this one. So really excited for that. But Jill, talk about the family brand that we we put out this year. Before I do that, do you want to tell people about the two-player variant on this episode? Yes, that's a great idea. So with Coffee Traders, <laughs> we've uh, so by popular demand, Rolf and Andre, the designers, have come up with an official two-player variant for Coffee Traders. And what we've done is every single copy of the game will have a sheet for the two-player rules on the back of your game box. You'll also see a sticker on the uh, shrink wrap saying that there's a two-player variant included. This was just created from Andre and Rolf. They were kind of kicking around some ideas and they put it together. And so we're still marketing it as a three to five player game. But if you do want to play two players, there's a way to do it. It does involve a bot, but it's able to be done. So it's pretty straightforward. The rules are real light, but that's a little freebie we put in there um, just because of the pandemic and, a lot of two-player games going on right now. We had Andre and Rolf graciously just presented it to us. Hey, we did this. Do you want to put it in there? Heck yeah, we're going to just print a couple extra things and we were able to do it. So yeah, excited about that. I'm excited for that too because I know that people have really been wanting that. But with that being said, I'll go into the family brand. So if you guys follow us on social media, which I'm assuming you do if you heard about this podcast or are listening to it, you know that we announced our family brand with Juicy Fruits and Rorschach. And so we wanted to create a line of games that were more accessible to more of like the mass market and create games for everybody that kind of like could introduce them to the industry and get them into deeper games. So Juicy Fruits and Rorschach are perfect for that, where they are just beautiful, simple games with really easy rules, but they have a lot of depth to them, and they're just accompanied by the most beautiful artwork. Not to take the limelight away from Rorschach, but out of these two games, I am so, so, so excited for Juicy Fruits because that game, when we 
demoed it on Tabletopia, I believe. I just like fell in love with it. I'm so excited to play it. There's a solo variant. There's a harder mode where you can like open up a juice factory. There's just so much jam packed into this game that I'm so ready to try out and like just the components, everything. I'm, I keep going on. But anyways, I'm excited. It, Juicy Bruce is going to be so good and Roar Shock is going to be so good. I'm so ready to get those out there. And those are coming right after Coffee Traders. Um, so Coffee Traders retail release is going to be May 28th. But if you pre-ordered from us, you should be getting a shipping notification probably early to mid-May. And Juicy Fruits and Rorschach are going to be probably June 11th for a retail release. So you'll probably get a shipping notification from us for these two games end of May or early June. Yeah, that's that's going to be a quick turnaround. Piggybacking off what you said about the family brand, that New York Zoo kind of spurred some ideas where we're, we're capturing a, a wider audience and with deep print, we've had the opportunity to do a couple extra games with them. And really, we want to have a complete package for the whole family, all ages. And so that way you can play with Juicy Fruits and Rorschach. You could play with the whole family and just having people play the games is it's awesome. So we're we got some more in the pipe coming down and really excited to get Juicy Fruits and Rorschach out there. <laughs> Let's head into the main topic for the day, which is who is somebody you met through this hobby that is a great friend now? How did you meet and how are you guys doing now? What are you guys up to and all that stuff? So, Josh, do you want to start us off with that? Yeah. So, um, a guy who's now a close friend uh, started a gaming group on Meetup. I think almost three and a half years ago now. After going there for a couple of years, he invited my family to live with his family in his house so we could save up for our own house. So he had more than enough space and he's like, why don't you just move in? So that way you can save up because that's something he's really passionate about. So uh, his name's Scott and we end up moving in there for 11 months he didn't charge us a dime to live there. Wow. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we lived there for 11 months. There were five boys from a month old to six years old at the time. <laughs> yeah. Two of them were mine. Three of them were his. And uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just watching Clay squirm in his chair. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, man. So there were, there were two couples and nine and five boys. So it was a lot of chaos and a lot of fun, but uh, we played a lot of games while we were there, and uh, it made my commute to game night a lot shorter because <laughs> yeah, it was in his house. I feel like but, you just uh, started a new reality show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that was something that gaming kind of brought to us, and we were able to buy our own house in 11 months, and it was really cool. And that ad actually was the same meetup that I met Tim at. That's that's how Tim and I met. Aww. Yeah, that was about uh, two and a half years ago. Yeah. Is he still slipping that knife in your back? Do, I mean, do you feel <laughs> it yet? Or is it? 
this <laughs> every week. You don't even know what's it's, going it's, on. Okay. It's over and over now. I'm just numb to it. Okay. Okay. So he got the nerves out of the way. Exactly. It's like, okay. All right. Just checking. So I'm Josh, still on the you... nerve. I can still feel it coming in. <laughs> Josh, do you yeah. remember the first game we played? I, th- I think I think it was Ion. We played Ion right before we played Scythe. What? Okay. Or is it? Or is it okay. Covalent? I can't remember which which of those two. It was kind of the drafty Seven Wonders ish. That's Ion. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I was yeah. thinking. And yeah. then yeah, I, then I, we, I, yeah. Then we followed it up with Clay's favorite Scythe. <laughs> no, nothing, Clay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm getting the big head shake. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 good. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Oh, it's not guys. for me. It's not for me. I had a buddy that uh, he moved away, but he he got the he probably because you went and play side with him. Yeah, <laughs> I played it with him. I did. I was like, hey, I'll play this absolutely. Like I, I was a good sport. I played, and I just it's not for me. I don't know. I just but but I'll, were I'll play you it. but were you three play clay? Did you give it three plays before <laughs> you shut it down? Mm. I only Uh-oh. had the opportunity to play it once, Tim. Jillian, what I'm hearing <laughs> is Clay has two more side plays in him. That's all I'm hearing. Just give me Bios Megafauna already, okay? I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do the third play of Bios Megafauna. I will do it. I'm committing right now. And two plays another aside. So good title. <laughs> two more <laughs> yes. I've never played, but our good friend Paul has played Scythe with his Ultimate Frisbee team, and they love it, but they're Frisbee bros, so I think they're going to love that game anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Frisbee bros like Scythe. Okay, okay. I'm catching on. There's a connection there. If you you knew Ultimate Frisbee bros like I did, I mean, I'm dating one, so. I was going to say. There's a... There's like a, what are those called? Uh, Venn diagram. Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee bros, Scythe. There's something in the middle that connects them. <laughs> I mean, I used to be an Ultimate Frisbee bro when I was young enough to be playing those type of sports. But, you know, and I love Scythe. So maybe that's why. Because I, I used say. to be a Frisbee bro. <laughs> See, there's 100% correlation there. Yep. There's a lot of overlap. There's just this little itty bitty <laughs> sliver. Of frisbee bros that don't like scythe, and I'm pretty sure that's where Clay lives. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, man! <laughs> I don't even know what to say to this right now. <laughs> Usually, I could jump in. I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> I'm gonna sip on my fancy seltzer water. <laughs> How about you, Jill? Uh, who's who's someone that you've met through this hobby? So this is a sad topic because I didn't really get deep into this hobby until like I started at Capstone because like, I guess like the only people that I've ever played like heavy games with were people that I already hung out with a lot or I would play them with like clay. And so I didn't really have anybody that I've met yet in person, but I do have people that I've met online and talking on the phone through social media on discord that i'm very excited to meet not gonna name any names yet because maybe they don't feel the same way but i gotta call like, a time out i gotta call a time out while you're, t- while, you're, while you're talking there I, did i hear that you talk to people on the phone 
I thought you would probably be under the age limit where you actually use phones for talking to people. Okay, I do hate... (laughs) Grandpa (laughs) Tim calling you out. Hey, hey. (laughs) ageism doesn't only go one way, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I made the joke about 1.30 being late for you guys earlier. I can can take it. (laughs) But yeah, I do hate talking on the phone, to be honest. What? (laughs) Yeah. But... I am forced. Gets the job done so much faster. <laughs> it does. It's true. It does. It's true. I do talk on the phone with our distributor partners, and I know this is like business, but I would consider them like pretty good friends. I do talk to them on like almost a daily basis because we have to keep each other updated. They're friends with me on Facebook, so I would like to think that they like me back. So, yeah, it's kind of like a weird topic for me because. I haven't really met anyone yet. I mean, I've met you two, Tim and Josh, and I'm happy about that. But like, I haven't officially met you guys yet. So I'm sad about that. And I'm hoping that we're able to do that in October or September, whenever the first convention happens. Absolutely. I'll be there. Twins will be two months old and I'll be there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. On the very first episode that we practiced you said that your wife was watching the twins so you could go to gen con and your parents or her parents are helping out or both (laughs) yeah for origins my mother-in-law is going to come and stay here so that i can go that's awesome yeah yeah that's cool (laughs) um all right so tim tell us about people that you've met through this hobby All right. So same idea as everyone else has been talking about present company, not included. However, (laughs) very similar to uh, what Josh uh, was just talking about about two and a half years ago, he and I met at this local, it was basically just a meetup. It was just over the summer. I've got three kids who, um, well, yeah, three kids at the house. They happen to all be gone for a, a couple of weeks out of state. So I just started looking around for gaming opportunities and found this, uh, this one basically random couple who had opened up their rather huge house to strangers to, uh, to come and play games and just showed up one day and knocked on the door. And there you go. I think there were, I think there were probably about 10 of us there that first night and it ended up being almost double the next time I went just a very, very solid group. I think uh, at the time we were getting together. What what was it? Uh, Josh, every other week. Yeah. Every other Friday. That's what I was thinking. There were four of us that uh, started hanging out and playing a lot of similar games together. Uh, and it was uh, me, Josh, another fellow by the name of Josh, and then uh, Brian. What we were finding ourselves doing was playing a lot of games together as the four of us. Or then uh, we would at sometimes uh, kick one of the people out so we could play uh, a good game that we've been getting in the last couple of years, Three Kingdoms Redux, which, as we all know, <laughs> three-player game. Best part about it, three players. Worst part about it, three players only. So, uh, but but that was the game that, or that was the group that really started making that that game really shine for me. So once the pandemic hit and they uh, started doing some lockdowns and we started doing some transition to online gaming, the four of us actually started playing online more so than we were playing in person, uh, especially for the first couple months there. We pointed to that multiple times saying, oh, it was such a good situation to kind of keep everyone sane during such a, uh, you know, uncertain time. 
So no, it was a good thing for all of us. And we tend to get along even when our gaming tastes differ, which (laughs) they do from time to time. That's good, uh, though. It gives you exposure to different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of like Court of the Dead. I wouldn't have got that if one of the guys hadn't brought that up and I ended up liking it. Uh, I ended up bringing, you know, have brought a couple games to that group as well and have uh, tended to click. Like many many, uh, groups, we have similar group chat drama, just like middle school girls. And the reason why I say that is... <laughs> I was uh let's see refereeing a uh, a middle school girl group chat issue this morning and this afternoon when I got home from work and I was oh, comparing gosh. it to some of the stuff we were getting into I was like yeah okay all right so we're like 13 okay great it's a good <laughs> good group of guys really appreciate the opportunity that uh that board gaming has allowed to to bring the three of those guys into my life so yeah uh, looking forward to the future as well clay how about you Man, I was going to say you, Tim, but everybody's oh, like, no, busted. I'm this group in here. Nah, <laughs> no, like time of crisis at Gen Con. That was one of my favorite memories. That was we pretty sweet. That, oh, so good. In the JW Marriott lobby. Yep. That was so nice. <laughs> what did we do? We did. We went to PAX Unplugged, drove out there all day and I'm dog tired, man. And you know, let's play 18 18- Whatever it was, the <laughs> two-player short one that wasn't short, but it was MS I was 18 like, Mississippi. Whatever, it was good. But I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna play 18xx. It's 11." <laughs> and we did it and got up the next day, set up the booth. But yeah, there's some great memories. And Josh, like if we uh, had conventions last year, I'm sure we would definitely grow our tastes together with different <laughs> games and fun memories. Yeah. And you as well, Jill. One of my favorites with Jill is Orleans, which we played a couple, or Orleans, which we played a couple <laughs> weeks ago, months ago, whatever it was, and World Championship Russian Roulette, but we'll grow together, I'm sure, once we get back out and about. Clay, do you remember playing that roulette game in the, what was it, the basement of one of the bars at Origins? Oh, yes, at the I, uh, Barley's think- basement in Barley's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, a wine a cellar bar. down there. Yeah. It's a fun bar. I live... One block away from there. What? She's in the (laughs) short north. That's cool. Oh, man. So way, way, way back, like in 2012, I had moved to Centerville from Florida back to Ohio because my wife and I, we were going to have our first son in a couple months and wanted to be close to family and went to Epic Loot in Centerville. Uh, This is Mm -hmm. the best local game store I've ever been to. And it is good. Oh, they do so good. And their their company's grown so much in the last six, seven years. I mean, they've got multiple stores now and just a wonderful staff, free area to play games, just a wonderful selection of games. If you're ever in Centerville or even Springfield, Ohio, check out Epic Loot. They have a wonderful selection and they do a really good job. But I was there and met uh, DJ, Andrew, and uh, a couple other people and uh, DJ taught us nations and that was my first play of nations. I had played like power grid and twa a couple times, but this was a really nice Civ game that I'd never experienced before that kind of genre. And Holy moly, man, that was, that was like an instant hook. And like everybody at the table was just having a great time. And we just kind of, we just kind of clicked and the whole group just kind of, you know, jived together. And, and we just, every single week, we played for the next three years and like Andrew had gotten married and moved away and 
DJ, actually, I think he just moved to New Mexico because he works for the Air Force. But I, I met John and Keith, his wife, Clarissa, all in the Dayton area. And we had just played so many weekends and just have so many good memories from Dead of Winter when that first came out. Goodness, there's just a plethora of games. We played Clash of Cultures for the first time together. Just so many different games. And it was just a blast. I, I remember a five-player game of Terra Mystica, which was an epic encounter. That was our main game for the night. And it was just, it was a brawl from the get-go. It was a blast. Just those memories that you have and how the group grew and everybody involved. It was it was awesome. Justin was a part of that as well because he would come over from Columbus. And I've moved to Cincinnati. And so everybody kind of has gone their own way. But, you know, we, we try to keep in touch. But it's been a couple years now. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the the group that I had for a while and really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think that's the power of Nations, the game, because that was the first game we ever played together, Clay. It was back in was that yeah. PAX Unplugged? PAX Unplugged in the hotel lobby. Oh, that was so good, too. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, were you there when we did the boat game? What was that? That miniatures boat game? Age Sales of, of Sail or something? Sales of Glory. Yeah. That was the first year. Yeah. So that was that was the year before Josh came. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, it all meshes together, man. It I all know. feels like one show. <laughs> and yep. then we played. Oh, yeah. That's I was just listening to so many of the games we're talking about. Oh yeah, we played this one in the, this hotel lobby. Oh, we played this one in the downstairs bar. I'm realizing uh, a lot of our games get played in the uh, in the wee hours of convention season. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that like we introduced. Uh, Pax Porfiriana to Isaac Childress. Isaac, yep. Yeah, he picked that up real fast. And oh, yeah. right in the middle of this bourbon fest, and it was loud, noisy. <laughs> it was a good time. We were all having a good time. And to learn that game and that atmosphere, major props, Isaac. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you guys said bar basement, and you had me worried for a second because there's some there's some interesting bars around here. Uh, have really weird basements. <laughs> but then when you guys said barley or whatever it's called, and I was like, okay, yeah, you guys are fine. No, barley's one, is cool. That one's safe. <laughs> <You're>, okay. Jillian <laughs> gives it the okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not I, a morgue. It's a wine cellar. Yeah, because I'm just like, I'm thinking about just being in college and then like I would visit Eric and we would go to basement bars and I really off the topic but yeah glad you guys didn't go to any like scary <laughs> bars around here <laughs> that was fun learning about everybody's friends i don't know it just makes me feel so wholesome every time i hear how people met and it like it just makes me feel good because i just feel like this is such a good industry to be a part of where like you just meet the best people and just board games in general you always have the best stories for even if you guys are like having a screaming match or like getting mad at each other during it. It's still <laughs> just like fun to have those stories later on. Yeah. Like Dungeon Lords, there's some fun history with that game for me. And what? Yeah. yeah. So DJ had this game and there's some shenanigans that happened in this game and it's inside joke stuff, but you know, you just develop that. It's, Oh, I miss those guys. <laughs> oh. Too many good feels. Got to move on already. <laughs> Teary-eyed. <laughs> We're not allowed to feel good when quarantine's happening. We got to move on. <laughs> Next 
segment we're going to move on to our listener questions. And since this is the first episode, I'm going to kind of explain it a little bit. Basically, we're asking people to ask us questions in general, like about Capstone, about the board gaming industry. It could literally be about anything, anything about our personal life, any questions that you have for us at all. On our Discord, you can ask us on Twitter using the hashtag AskCapstone, and sometimes we'll be answering questions at the end of this podcast. So yeah, I will go on with the first question, and this is from our Discord. Trent H. asks, which is the best MCU film, and why is it Thor Ragnarok? He gads. All right. (laughs) Can I just say something? Real well, quick right. on this. Go for it. What do you say? I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy. I was about to you. ask. I was about to okay. ask, but go ahead. What do you th- What are you thinking? I and Drew, my brother, is going to make fun of me till I die. But <laughs> I still haven't even seen the original Avengers. Not the one back in from like the 80s or 90s or whatever that one came out. I did see that one. But I'm talking the one with Iron Man. You know, like not Iron Man. Well, who was it? Who plays Robert Iron Downey Man? Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the guys, but I haven't even seen them. And I feel so out of place because it's that's all that's on on TV anymore is all the the Marvel stuff. I just I'm going to tap out and just say Iron Man because Robert Downey Jr. is pretty cool. <laughs> and it that's, is a good one. <laughs> I was going to say, honestly, that's Clay. That's exactly where I was going is how can he not go with the original Iron Man here? Yeah. That for me was my favorite of the series. Now, I, I don't know that that's a super popular choice, but there were a couple, uh, just a couple scenes, especially the uh, where he shoots the Jericho missiles and turns around, kind of puts his arms down, and the, the little shockwave just blows past him. That's, yeah, I, I've just loved, you know, a couple of those scenes. That would be my choice, the original Iron Man. Now, again, it's not going. Way, way back, but uh, at least for this series, that seems to be uh, you know one of the first ones. Was that the first one that they planned for this whole new wave of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or like whatever? Technically, the first movie was the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Okay. They had a stinger on that that kind of set up everything else. But when since they replaced Edward Norton with Mark Ruffalo, the first technical launch of it was Iron Man. Okay. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Edward Norton is so good. He's I awesome. Guy. <laughs> but I, I think my favorite mm. film in that series, though, is definitely Zack Snyder's Justice League, which comes out this week on HBO Max. Oh, man. <laughs> I had to play the spoiler. Look, I'm just saying because I'm not a Marvel guy. My wife is. She loves those movies, but I'm just I find them bland and boring. So yeah. crazy person. I'm going to double down on that and say, I know I'm going to catch flack for this as everyone else loves Marvel, but I'm not really a big Marvel fan. Like, I like the movies, but I'm just like, I don't really feel that great afterwards where I'm just like, I'm just like, "Mm -hmm, just watch the movie. That's my whole feeling for it. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I do like Spider-Man, though. And I really liked the animated one into the um, (gasps) Spider-Verse with Miles morales or however you say Mm -hmm. his last name yep that's his name that one was amazing and i'm a sucker for animated tv shows and movies in general but this movie was so good the animation is amazing and i really enjoyed that a lot and i think everybody should watch it we just got that at best buy this weekend on blu-ray 
you would really like it, I think. Or I yeah. know Mason and Hunter would really like it too. The reason why, because I know it's on Netflix, but I'm like a snob when it comes to audio and video equipment. And I want to have the actual Blu-ray disc because I, my wife got a pretty nice sound system. And we're going to watch that. And I'm really excited for that one. Very good. Got to shake the walls, man. Turn that oh, thing up. Yeah. Dude, that <laughs> subwoofer is... <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a beast. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try that one. So I got to back up here a second, Jillian. So you're, you're not huge on Marvel. Let me, let me pass another, uh, another series your way. Are you a big fan of uh, the Lord of the Rings movies? We actually just watched that for the first time ever. I wa- I mean, I watched it when I was younger, but I was really young when these movies came out, so I don't No, no, no. You you can calm down with all that. I was really young when these <laughs> movies came out. Okay. <laughs> I actually I actually watched them the other, for the first time the other day, other week, other month, whatever. Like I said before, time doesn't exist. And I actually enjoyed them. <laughs> I haven't watched Hobbit or anything, but really liked Lord of the Rings. That was the middle school fight that Tim had to referee this morning was between the other two guys in our gaming group going back and forth on Lord of the Rings. Yep. That happened. What What are you even going back and forth about? Like whether it was good or not? Did you not hear me about the middle school girl drama? Did you not hear that part? What? I think this is, this is not middle school girl. I think this is something else. (laughs) This is middle-aged men fighting over <laughs> Thank the you. Hobbit guy. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. But. Like, like middle school girls. <laughs> so I stayed out of it. Thankfully. So, so the reason why I was asking. He shouldn't like, have went down that path with the ring. He should have gone the other way. That's a three-hour snooze fest for me, by the way. Just going to put that out there. Oh, oh, the oh them fighting the words. <laughs> so that's that was actually what I think started the conversation. One of the guys asked the other, Josh started watching the the movie, uh, the first one last night for the first time. So it's funny, Jillian, you were just mentioned you just recently watched it. I just recently watched it only for the second time. I mean, I, I saw him in theaters way back when you were young. Apparently I wasn't at the time, but whatever, <laughs> moving on. But yeah, so for the second time, I just watched them this past weekend while I was painting all of those minis, just had it on the background. So we started talking about it and Josh started it kind of late last night, the first movie. And he said he, uh, he fell asleep about an hour in and boy that you should have seen the fireworks go up on this group chat. It was uh, Josh, you're my hero. Just, just so we're clear. It wasn't me. It was the other Josh. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was was the other Josh. (laughs) You're not my hero, Josh. Never mind. Take that back. Other Josh is. His hero. Yeah. Um, I just looked up when Lord of the Rings came out, the very first one, and it was 2001. And so I was six. Oh, <laughs> Holy cow. I did not realize it was that long oh, ago. No. <laughs> yeah. So we saw, I remember seeing all of them in theaters because our dad is like a really big movie nerd and he would just take us to matinees all the time. And that was like an inside joke with our family. But like, <laughs> We saw all of them in theaters, but I just in my head and out of my head right away as a six year old. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I we watched them for the first time the other day and I actually enjoyed them. So I will. I'm pro Lord of the Rings, anti Marvel. Anti Marvel. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> the world could do without them. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> all right. So we've got a uh, another one from Discord. This one's from Doug Fullstop. Which are each of your absolute favorite capstone games and why? And he's got a follow-up, which is what are each of your absolute favorite non-capstone games? Let's go with that first one. Clay, capstone game, what's your favorite? Uh, my favorite is going to have to be Arkwright. It was the first game we ever did, and it's going to hold a special place in my heart. Just the work that was involved, gaining it, starting a company behind it, everything. And it really goes, it ties in with the gameplay as well, because it's, it's basically running a business. It is a beast. And if Justin was on here, we could talk about all the fun evenings of demoing through conventions this game it was it was incredible i can demo complex games real easily and it's all because of arkwright but i I found a way and yeah it's just it's got a special place in my heart it always will and someday i hope to bring it back out to market with some refreshed artwork and whatnot but that's another conversation if you have a chance to play arkwright (laughs) Please don't pass it up. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Obviously, that that was the first Capstone game that I had as well and really actually drew me to the company. Ended uh, ended up with me at the Gen Con booth. I think the year, well, I think it was the year that you guys were releasing it or it was like the year after. Didn't you uh, come out with that at, at Essen maybe the prior year? No. Or wh- when did it come out or was it Origins? It was an Origins release. Okay. Yeah. So this must have been Gen Con right after that. And I think we were doing Haspel Connect. Yeah, we were teasing pre-orders. Yep. Because that was the next game. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it it was the memories of that game are just special and absolutely love it. So for favorite non-Capstone game, this is a very difficult one because it depends on where I'm going. And if if we're going to base it on what we talked about in the last couple times we've met together, I can't choose Concordia. And I want to, but I can't. I'm going to have to go with Indonesia from Splatter. And the reason why I can't go with Concordia is because we talked a lot about player interaction and just having people interact with each other through auctions, just trying to bring in a little bit of political gameplay into the experience through the rules that are set in the game. And Indonesia allows you to do that, especially with the merger mechanic, which is just absolutely brutal where you could just oh yeah. oh you buried the lead gosh <laughs> yes <laughs> hey tim josh you guys like lord of the rings therefore both of your boat companies i heard they want to join together and you guys oh, can talk about worst. it and so you just merge random people's companies assuming you have the the capability to do so but it's so good and the special thing i have for indonesia is the economy, there's an economy within the game, what things are worth, how much money you're gaining each turn when you sell your goods to the cities, the city growth across the country. It's different every single time. The economy, what things are worth, how much money's moving around between the players. It, it just brings you into a new world within the game that you just, when you're done playing it, you're like, okay, that's cool. I'm, you know, you got what the economy is in your mind, but then you play the game again with those same expectations and it it's completely different. And it just, it brings a fresh new take on the game every time out of the box. One thing that I want to nitpick on with 
what I hear a lot in the industry is if the game board is the same, like in bus or the estates or whatever, or in Indonesia, the game board's the same every single time you play the game. Therefore, the variability is not there. And that is far from the truth, way, way far from the truth. And Indonesia, bus, the estates, any of these games, it just brings you to a whole new level. A new system is introduced every single time. I fall in love with that with Indonesia every time I play it. It's a great game just to play with people at the table and socialize at the same time and just have that upper level extended gameplay experience where you could just talk like Joe, what you were saying when you were just hanging around in Dungeons and Dragons or Josh, you guys are just playing Go and just kind of chit chatting. It's it brings that into Indonesia, but you're you're talking about the game and just trying to cut the other person out of the game. But it's just such a fun time. I'm probably not doing it justice, but I, I love this game so much and it's it's a special one for me. No, no, no. This is this is a good one. I will second that nomination for a uh, very good non-capstone game. Absolutely. The idea, the merger mechanic and the um, the overall economy and exactly what you were talking about, the the variable setup. But it's not just variable. I mean, yeah, it's the same board, but where the um, where the cities even that like it doesn't matter, though, like it, it's just how the players approach the game and what they're doing, the decisions they make, where they're going to you know, expand their companies and what companies it's just, oh, it's player driven change. And well, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is that yeah. the, it's not just a randomized variable setup. It's a player driven setup. Yes. So everyone, everyone gets some cards that has some options of where you want to set those cities up. So every game it's in the player's hands. Do they want to have a, a real tight, you know, lots of cities piled on top of each other? Or do they want to spread them out? And those two situations make that game very, very different about, you know, which companies are are better to have. And it, it just totally changes the valuation process. I totally agree. That is a, uh, you know, a top 10 game for me. Yeah, solid. Josh, what you got, man? So favorite capstone. I mean, Terra Mystica holds dear dear place in my heart i mean that game i love that game so much i know that's new capstone but that's still yeah that's still one of my all-time favorites and if i'm going with older capstone games tkr three kingdoms redux that game is so good it's the only game that i have played and every time i play it i find myself saying out loud how good the game is in the middle of the game. I can't like, wait to play a game with you, Josh. Myself, Tim, <laughs> our friend Brian. We just every time. That's so bad. Every- and it's so bad. <laughs> and it's so- I was annoying Eric or Jill. One of the- <laughs> I'm sorry to cut it, but I just wanted to. I can't wait to play a game with you, man. We're just going to be around the table. Guys, this is awesome. And Josh is just yeah. going to mirror. This is really good. And that's, that's, that's what it's going to be for two hours straight. It's, it's going to be two hours of positivity. <laughs> yep. All Clay does when anything is great, he's like, guys, you've got to try this. This is so good. Guys, I amazing. love this game. Oh, my gosh. Three Kingdoms <laughs> is good, Josh. I'm sorry, man. I just wanted to laugh at, yes. laugh at that with you. No. No, that's fine. If I'm going non-Capstone, though, it's either got to be Star Realms or Homeworlds. Star Realms, because I've played over 10,000 games of it online. I mean. Wow. I love that. That's crazy talk. So good. That's crazy talk. You taught me that. Yeah. Yeah. 10,000 games. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. It's fast. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. 
And then Homeworlds, I know that I've taught Tim it, but it's not really out there very much. It's, uh, have you guys played with Looney Pyramids? Do you know what those are? I know of them. Mm-mm. Yeah. So it's a, it's an abstract strategy game system, essentially, these little plastic pyramids. They're from Looney Labs, the people who do Flux. And these pyramids, essentially, you can take this small set of pyramids that I can fit in a little tin, and it's a 4X game, an abstract 4X game. It's amazing, and I love it so much. It has just some really clever gameplay, and it's it's really good. <laughs> it's so pretty. It is. I love the translucent primary colors. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that to uh, Game Night or whatever. We're going to meet up. Let's, let's yeah, play that one. I oh, will. Yeah. Then the next time, next time we meet up, I, I'm kind of a big fan of, of abstracts from time to time, and this one similar to go it it took me a while to wrap my head around it and i'm not even gonna suggest that i have my head wrapped around it even after i think we played it a couple times anyway and um, again the rules aren't complex it's a lot of okay now that you know the rules uh what do i do how do i play (laughs) right it's not a complexity thing it's definitely more of a uh, a weight uh situation so yeah that's that's something um Clay for sure. And everything I know about you, Jillian, I think both you guys would be interested in that. Cool. Yeah. I'm down to play anything pretty much because I'm in that point of my life where I'm just like, I want to play everything just so I can hone in on my taste. (laughs) The next stage will be you want to buy everything or are you already there? I'm already there. I'm already there. (laughs) Clay, are you finally out of the I want to buy everything phase? Uh, I I flirt with it every now and then. (laughs) Very attractive. (laughs) I go in and out. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Anything else, Josh, on on Star Realms or Homeworlds? No, those are those are my two. They're they're so they're so good. All right, so I got to admit, I still have not played Star Realms, so that's one. It sounds like, especially even given the the play time, that's one that. We got to figure out how to get to the table at some point. Oh yeah. I've got so many sets. I mean, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Very good. All right. Jillian capstone game. What's your favorite? So I'm going to have a little bit of a spoiler here because I can't choose between the two, but I'll go with the first one. (laughs) Everyone knows this one. Curious cargo. I absolutely love that game. I'm horrible at it. Like I said before, but it's like one of those things where you're just so bad at it that you want to keep trying and (laughs) you just like are addicted to trying new strategies i want to play it right after i'm done with another game i just really enjoy that game a lot and ryan courtney is a really good designer he hits it out of the park with both pipeline and curious cargo but so this is kind of a spoiler because it's not technically a capstone game yet but it's in the works um orleone I absolutely love that game. We played it for the first time like a month ago at the Capstone Warehouse. And we were just going to play like a round or two. But I remember during the game, I was like, guys, I want to keep playing. And everyone else was like, yeah, let's keep going. So I fell in love with that game really quick. And we've played it 
probably four or five more times since then, just the base game. Um, I haven't gotten into the expansions just yet, but I do have Invasion and I do have Trade and Intrigue, and we're really excited about getting those started, but we kind of want to play them with friends, and we haven't really had the chance to because we've also been doing Gloomhaven on the weekends. But (laughs) yeah, those two games are like top five for me, both of those. Do you have the bits for Orléans yet? No. <laughs> you need them. They're the best. <laughs> well, capstone uh. quality, I won't need them. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite non-capstone game is another tie. I'm cheating by saying two games for each. Are Spirit Island and Gloomhaven. Both are co-op games and I just I just freaking love co-op games so much and so spirit island i love the theme so much you play as a spirit against colonizers or invaders whatever they're called in the game i call them colonizers but i think they're technically called invaders (laughs) i just really enjoy that game and you get to choose a different spirit each time and so you get to try new strategies and i feel like i have a pretty good friend group where we don't really have any alpha gamers and we are able to kind of just like go through the motions pretty quickly and have really good conversations about like what we should do and we plan really well we do that with gloomhaven as well but we're all like pretty new to gloomhaven so there's a lot of conversation as much as we can because i know you're not allowed to talk about like initiative or anything for that I would say Gloomhaven is my number one favorite right now. Spirit Island, probably number two. Uh, Gloomhaven is awesome. I love that one. I haven't played Spirit Island. You guys have talked about that a lot. Bring it, please. I want to play it. <laughs> oh, we'll have to bring it. Yeah, the next time we play games together, next time we find time, I always am down to play that game. It's a bit much for your first play around, I think. But once you get the hang of it, you're going to be like, all right, let's play again. <laughs> Right on, right on. So this is one where I have a, a experienced gamer confession in that I haven't played Gloomhaven yet. Oh. So only been out a couple of years, oh. but uh, you know, I don't know why in the world I haven't been able to find an opportunity to get that one to the table. So let me know if you end up ever end up getting a gap in your in your folks and you need someone to stand in. I'd be interested. Yeah, uh, the good thing about Gloomhaven is that you don't need to have the same party. You can do different parties. You can do different characters when you unlock them. So it's really cool in that way where it's not repetitive. It's really replayable with a new group of people. Like if you're playing it by yourself, obviously you can't replay it unless you're doing a different character. But still, it's such a good game and I've fallen in love with it ever since we started playing it a couple of months ago. That's cool. Josh, have, have you played either one of those? Uh, I've played Gloomhaven. Okay. We had a campaign going on that quarantine kind of killed. Yeah. The friends we were playing it with, we just haven't been able to regularly get together with them often enough to make it worthwhile to keep going. Because I didn't want to, oh, let's play for one night and then not play again for three months. Just because there's so much story there that you want to kind of be on a regular schedule with it. No, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, when you did play it, is that a game that you were liking? Is it, it sounds like yes. Yeah, it was good. 
I definitely think it would be worse with our current group of people just because I don't think the, the heaviness is there okay. that we really desire. There's definitely, you know, in terms of there's the, the game length, it's, it's there, the, the heaviness is there, but in terms of the choice structure is probably a little bit different than what the four of us are used to. Okay. It really was just the company. It was my wife, myself and our, another couple that we're friends with. So it was just the, the four of us really gelled together and, that was really what made it for me was us spending time with them. It wasn't necessarily the game itself. It was just that the game was the vehicle for friendship. <laughs> oh my goodness, Clay, you hearing this? Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure that's uh, pretty close to the tagline for Capstone Games and the brand. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my. <laughs> so Spirit Island, I actually got a play of this in. I think it was about a couple months ago. Now that I'm thinking about it, and um, interesting, interesting, heavy co-op situation. I'm not going to say that I totally understood everything that was going on with that first play. We had one guy who who understood it, knew the game well, and then there were uh, two newbies, and we, you know, just trying to keep up for the most part. <laughs> uh, Jillian, didn't you mention one of the one of the spirits is like a phoenix or a big bird or something like that? Yeah, so the most recent game that we played, um, it was Eric, me, and our friend Matt, who has played before. So we're all familiar with the game. And Eric was playing a big flame phoenix. And that's like one of those offensive, um, not offensive, <laughs> <laughs> not the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> that's one of those spirits that's really good at attacking. So yeah, Eric always likes playing one of those uh, characters. And I'm pretty sure that's who I was. I think you had asked me in a previous conversation if I could remember which spirit I was. And as you were describing, I was like, that sounds really similar. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's yeah. who I was. But yeah, um, solid game. Co-ops probably aren't you know super high, number one on the list with the four of us. We have been playing a lot of uh, solo-ish games, though, that we've turned into co-op with uh, you know two or three of us uh, at a time. But yeah, for me, Capstone game. I'm pretty much right in line with where Josh was going with Three Kingdoms Redux. That's been the number one game of the last probably two, two and a half years that I've been playing. Uh, after playing it just once, or again, this was uh, this was at the Origins that I started volunteering with Capstone. So I think it was Origins 2017. I, I had one game of it then, which wasn't an amazing experience. Uh, about a year later, I played another time, which was a little bit better. And then in the last, and uh, the more I'm thinking about it, it's been about the a year and a half, about the last year and a half, we've played, um, I think, nine times since then. So it's been almost on succession. You know, we, we just keep putting it on repeat because it's just one of those games that, uh, again, the board states the same, but the generals, the quantity of generals in that game just makes the, uh, the variability uh, just off the charts. How many generals did you say was in that, Clay? Didn't you say it's in like the high 60s or something like that? Yeah, 69. There's 23 okay. of each. Who's your favorite faction, guys? Josh, Tim, since you played it a lot. Shoe. Really? Way. Yeah, uh, way is the way. Way. <laughs> way is I the love, way. <laughs> I love Zhao Zhao. I love the fact that he can break ties. I love the tie breaking. Yes. Shoe is so hard because you start off like terrible. 
absolutely so, terrible. <laughs> so, and that's the fun part. You got to no, start behind. It's, and then, it's horrible. And then find your way out. And then also that's a major shout out to our friend Brian, who has a, a major dude crush on Guan Yu, which oh, is really? one of the one of the generals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, a major crush. Way, way is nice. It's nice and balanced. Tim wins every time. I don't know. Does he really? I don't Every time, no matter what faction. I don't know what you're talking no about. No matter what faction. He wins. Oh, dude. <laughs> the closest I've got is I lost him by one point. And I was playing Wu. Oh, Wu is, that's the powerhouse. You got to come out swinging. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. I Every time we talk about games, guys, we got, it's like <laughs> an ultra mega night of like 29 hours of gaming that we're talking about. And it's, let's do it all. <laughs> we'll come up here and we'll do yeah. it. I said, let's meet halfway in yeah. Columbus because both Justin and I are here. You guys come from Cleveland, Clay comes from Cincinnati, and we meet up, we hang out, we play board games all day, we play the gigantic list that we've been talking about on these practice episodes <laughs> and this episode, and we just get it all out, and then I can buy the games that I like. Based Absolutely. On <laughs> it's it's going to be like a, a fake convention weekend. You realize that. It's going to be four yeah. days. We'll be Easy. in the convention center. I, <laughs> this yep. Exactly. Yeah, we thought this was Origins. Is it? Is this, <laughs> this is going on still, right? We're prepping. Well, s- since yeah. I live a block June, away, right? it's, might as well. <laughs> okay, what's your non-capstone? Non-capstone for me is going to be a Sierra Madre title, BIOS Megafauna 2. is probably my number one, and there's tons of reasons why I've got that one as my favorite non-capstone game, but the big one is... It is very similar to having a, um, it's almost a dudes on a map. It's creeples on a map where you have different species and you are managing each of those species. Yes. Creeple is a word. That's what they're called. Yep. Absolutely. It's really obnoxious. I love it. (laughs) It's really obnoxious. Creature meeple. That's one of those words that I'm going to hook onto for the next like couple of months and I'm going to overuse. <laughs> I love the word creeples. Capstone Games Podcast, episode one, creeples. Creeples. <laughs> you got to watch out because you got to uh, you got to look out for trophic shifts. And that's uh, so this the, basically every every hex has a uh, an herbivore section and a carnivore section. And if you can't survive as one, you can, well, as an herbivore, you can become a carnivore. It's all kinds of good, Jillian. You're going to love it. I'm going to be an herbivore. Look at, look at Clay. Clay. He's so excited. It, so. He's not excited. I got to get the third play in. This is just the third play. So Yeah, the three play. I'm on the play. hook for one more, baby. And then I'm done. I could be done. <laughs> <laughs> what if this next game hooks you, though? I will give Tim a $100 bill. And say oh. thank you. <gasps> now you you realize all this <laughs> is is, is Reign of Witches four times. That's all it is. What? No, it's it Reign is of not. Witches. The market is <laughs> Reign of Witches. No, it is not. It is so Reign of similar. Witches is more elegant. <laughs> uh, this no. is this is. <laughs> let's be random. And these plates. Oh my gosh. Well, again, that's that's <laughs> another one. I I use. don't. I think I got mind. isolated on a one of the tectonic plates and I couldn't do anything. And I was just like, oh, that happened. Um, well, here. play better. Yeah. <laughs> predict what the <laughs> dice are going to do. You got to predict the winds. You got to predict the wind direction. So you can, uh, what is it, uh, float between the, it was all between right. the gray tiles. I would play it again one more time. Yep. 
It's a good time. What? <laughs> what is happening with these words? It's it's a really good game, especially if you tend toward liking science. Yeah. And liking uh, earth science type stuff. Oh, this is Eric then. It's it's real good. Yeah. It's Eric would be pissed off playing it's this. It's half simulation, half game. Okay. Then maybe it's not. No, he would get. <laughs> he likes science, science major in high school or in college. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think he would really like the theme of it, but maybe not the gameplay so much. We'll have to give it a try regardless. You'd like the gameplay. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, yeah. So uh, I've got that one. And then basically on the opposite spectrum is Go, just as the abstract of abstracts. The classic from uh, 4 million BC. That's, that, well, that's been a. Yeah, that, that's, that's been another game where as I got into it, it just totally wrapped my head up and it just it didn't make sense. And it, it, it just flat out didn't make sense for a long time. And again, rules super light. You place a stone and it has to be placed in a legal place. And then beyond that, it's all strategy and being able to recognize patterns and get in the head of the opponent. So. Yeah, it's definitely uh, two opposite ends of the spectrum with those two. Never heard of it. I'm. I'm. An, never heard know. of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! You're yeah. never gonna hear the end of this now. <laughs> I know. The faces that I'm looking at right now are just like. Are no. <laughs> no. It's an opportunity. Uh, Tim taught me to play about a year ago. And it was, I, I asked him, I was like, is that like Othello back in the day from Milton kinda, Bradley or whatever? It, it kind of looks like Othello, but no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do want to try it. I've heard it's, I've heard it. I mean, I'd like to try it. I will leave it at that. All right, Tim, we'll bring both of our boards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Are there different boards? Well, no, because it's two players. <laughs> yeah, it's just two player. But, oh. Oh, so yeah. we all know nothing about this game. Okay. The cool part about it is, though, that, that you can play some beginner style games with a, a smaller board, a nine by nine board, mm-hmm. and then you can go up to a 13 by 13 and then eventually get to the 19 by 19. So, which I mean, just totally scales the game up. So, basically, the smaller board is one quarter the size of a larger board. Nice. So, and- yeah, good, good, fun stuff, though. I'm nodding my head as if I knew everything. Like, mm, yeah, you, you're very correct. nice. I like that. Uh, yeah. Very fancy. <laughs> All right. I think that ends this first episode. We got through the questions and had a good chat about friendship. With a good note, I will end this episode by saying use the hashtag. Ask Capstone if you want us to answer any of your burning questions. This could range from personal day-to-day questions all the way to industry questions. You can do this by joining our Discord, which we have linked on our Twitter profile. And you can ask us questions on Twitter as well. Make sure to jump in our bi-weekly game nights on Discord the first and third Tuesdays of the month. So Alex and Josh will be hosting those. I believe you guys do a playthrough before or do you like just kind of like do a little explanation or do you just want to talk about it? I don't want to take the limelight from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're doing teaches and I I am taking requests just to try to see where uh, people want to play. I know that Got Renature upcoming and Stick'em, and I know there's been some asks about the estates and 
If we can get some interest, we might run some of the heavier ones like Maracaibo and Pipeline. Um, but the goal is just to get people together, and uh, we do provide a teach. So, yeah, we look forward to seeing you. That's cool. Cool. Thank you. So, with that being said, join us next time when we'll discuss the humble beginnings of Capstone. I believe Justin will be on that next and we'll talk about our introduction to the industry as well. So that's that. I'm doing the slow clap. Come on, join me, guys. Oh. We gotta do this. I didn't know. Everybody that's listening is doing it. You just can't hear it right now. Yeah, we did it. All right. All right. That was fun. Bye, everybody. Later, folks. See you guys. We will catch you next time beyond the table. Woo! Right. <laughs> now we bully Craig. <laughs> Did you guys Craig. like my slow clap? <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. I can't. You can't. Yeah, I can't hear that on your on mine. So it looked like you were just like clapping. Without really know what I, I didn't know what was going I, on. I thought, just, like, I, I thought poor Clay was on mute and didn't know he was on mute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been like, even better. <laughs> like, I did not know what was going on. <laughs> I was going for the slow clap and just, I don't know. <laughs> like, this is all I was seeing and I just like, did not understand. Oh, I don't even have the, the video feed up. I'm, I have the show notes on the whole time. But, yeah, that's <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> very All good, right. very good. Let's tell Craig to leave. Do I got to do that? I think leave Alex Craig. Does. Get out of here, Craig. <laughs> <laughs>